Brian, I it's a no meeting week for uh-huh. us, yeah. and uh, so most of my meetings have been canceled. And the ones that have it, I've been going through and maybeing like a passive aggressive little <laughs> asshole that I am. See, I'm just straight deny, deny, deny. I just like send a message loud and clear to the organizer. I am ahead of you. Delete these meetings. I demand it. Welcome to episode 374 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Brian Lovin. And I'm Marshall Bach. Welcome back for another episode. Brian, how you doing? I'm great. Yeah. Busy Sunday. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> let's do the thing. Uh, we've got a great, great outline. So let's just jump in. we got to start by shouting out our new very important pixels. Hey. Holy shit. Y'all came through this week. Wow. I don't know what happened. Uh, we have a long list today. Love it. So let's dive in. This is Brian's favorite part of the week where uh-huh. <laughs> Brian butchers your name. <laughs> Brian fucks up the the one thing that is most important to you. All right, here we go. Uh, huge shout outs to Maxime DeRays, Jamie Rhodes, Vitaly Odomchuk, aka VO, Yu Yang Luo, Yu Zhao, Janish Shah, Shanberg, Andy Santana, Erica Lester, Christopher. Mark Gwill. And this last one, um, I spent a while Googling this. There is a it's letter. It's got a theta in it. <laughs> it's it's a Danish letter, um, uh-huh. which is an O and an E combined. So I'm going to go with oh. Jer- Jergen item. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's either Jern. I, I like Googled a bunch of pronunciations and on YouTube and like those pronunciation websites. They had it different every time. Oh, sure. So Jorgen, Jorgen, Jern item hopefully one of those is close <laughs> sorry <laughs> well you know i love that we have uh christopher it just makes me think of that uh monster factory episode we'll put it in the show notes but uh where where it's the pebble it's like a version of the rock but the pebble oh. <laughs> and his name is his like the the announcement when he comes out is christopher 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 <laughs> and it makes me laugh every time anyway i'll find it i'll find yeah, it yeah uh, that's a great YouTube series, by the way. That's that would be a yes. good cool thing. That's oh yeah, bonus uh, cool thing in the intro. What's up? There you go. All right. This is why you listen to the to the VIP section because you get to hear the cool stuff. But thanks to everybody. Wow, Holy big list today, Brian. Shit. Holy hell! Yeah, thank you, everybody. All right. If you didn't know, we're a listener supported podcast, which means that you listening to the show right now, you make the show possible. And so far, several hundred people have come together to make it possible for us to record every week, to pay for our software, our hardware, all of our subscriptions, hosting, website, all this stuff adds up and uh, listeners make it possible. If you've been enjoying the show and want to support us, we'd really appreciate it. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash design details. For just a dollar a month, you can support us. And what that gets you is access to a new supporter-only segment in every single episode called The Sidebar. Sidebar, sidebar. Yeah, the sidebar is like a basically extra half of the show. So mm-hmm. if you if you really had to weigh it out, it's like, do I want to listen to whole episodes or half episodes? And if you want whole episodes every single week, that starts at just a dollar a month at patreon.com slash design details. So thank you everyone this week who joined the fam. We appreciate you. And everyone else, if you head to patreon.com slash design details, you can get started today and hear today's sidebar where we spent 30 minutes talking about <laughs> auto layout V3 in Figma, mm-hmm. among other 
Figma little bits, bits and bites. Um, mm-hmm. So if you want to hear our Figma chat, again, that's patreon.com slash design details. Nice. Okay, main topic time. Yeah, okay, so main topic this week. We got a question from new fam of the pod, Tamara, who uh, we read off in our list last week of, of new VIPs. She left a question on our GitHub repository asking... At the risk of starting a holy war, I was listening to the most, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was listening to the most recent sidebar. This is one from last week in episode three seventy three, and where we talked about uh, the Apple M one silicon chips. And uh, okay, so she says, I heard uh, Brian and Marshall complain about their computers. If I'm not mistaken, Marshall has a fan pointed at his laptop to prevent overheating, and Brian struggles to keep the computer running with two displays connected. And then she goes on to talk about how she started her career working in PCs and her husband, who's a mechanical engineer, still uses Windows and hates Macs uh, because of the price, lack of flexibility and some design decisions. So in their household, they have this conversation pretty frequently. Are Macs worth it, Brian? Uh, And I don't know. This is a really interesting question. Yeah, I love it. And we I don't think we'll start a holy war. (laughs) Hopefully not. But here I just Right off the bat, when you hear us complaining about our computers, it's the same thing like in today's sidebar. We kind of spent a little time complaining about Figma, but we complain about the things that we love. Like, I think when it comes down to it, the Mac is still the best personal computer for the kind of work that designers do. Mm -hmm. But I do think that that's slowly starting to change with tools like Figma that are cross-platform, browser-based like the ecosystem for the tooling is getting better. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's really hard to ignore how good the Apple ecosystem is if you are bought into it completely. Uh, can I tell a funny little story, Brian? Yeah. Okay, so uh, I have a buddy from college, and he's like hardcore PC guy. And he knows that I love Macs and, and Apple, and I'm in the ecosystem, right? And so we were, we were talking about gaming, and he... I think he assumed that I was gaming on a Mac and he was ready to give me a ton of shit for gaming on a Mac. And when I said, oh, no, 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 I'd never do that. I game on PC. I have a special PC built for gaming. He was like, oh, oh, oh okay. And I think there's this eagerness to, to kind of start a fight over like what is faster, what is better. But I think maybe we're kind of both in the middle of like, yeah, I recognize where Macs are valuable and I recognize where PCs are valuable. They don't do the same thing and I wouldn't expect either to do everything i don't know is it, i don't think that's too crazy right i mean i think it comes down to like if you're doing anything graphics intensive you kind of have to be on a pc and that includes gaming like yeah mac can game but once you actually game on a pc with a decent setup you're like oh this is what gaming is actually like on a computer instead of a console got mm-hmm. it like it really is that big of a difference I don't know where the M1 or like the M chips in the Macs are going to take all of this. Maybe in some future, gaming is a, a real thing on a Mac. I even even with the new chips, I don't think it's the case. Like yeah, you're still getting pretty shit frame rates at pretty low resolutions for not great games. They play like iPad games. Yeah, which is fine. It's fine. It's like a it's like a cheap console, right? It's basically like a Switch, right? Sure. Okay. You know. Which is no small thing. Yeah. Well, when it, when it comes to hardware and, and kind of the ecosystem and, and stuff, I, have you seen MKBHD's most recent video? Uh, I think it's called 
it's time to recalibrate or something like that? No. It's a really good video, man. Uh, and and the point he makes there is about how the fact that Apple makes everything from the hardware to the silicon to the OS to the software, you know, the the actual applications running on it, like they can build everything to work together nicely in a way that you can't really do with a PC because yeah. of PC's mix and match nature. Like there's an inherent drop in efficiency because it has to like kind of work with anything. You could have an NVIDIA graphics card with an AMD processor or an Intel processor. You could do any sort of uh, combination, you know? Yeah, which is, I think, part of the fun, but also part of the stress of building out a PC. Like, obviously, you can build or buy a, a pre-fabbed mm-hmm. PC, and I'm sure a lot of people choose to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people want to figure out, because the PC is so customizable, it's like, all right, well, I can get exactly what I want. But it is an intimidating world to dive into. Mm-hmm. For that very reason, you are actually researching, like, will this power system work for this combination of chips and, and GPUs? And, well, how will the cooling work? Because this thing runs at this temp. Like, you could really get into the weeds and it's complicated. Again, this is for people who customize. You can obviously buy a prefab. But it, you you never ask these things on a Mac. And in nope. fact, it's even getting more and more that way. Like, on the new ones, I think even the RAM options, like, there's only one or two now, eight and sixteen, I think. Um, it's on the chip. It's built in. You can't change it. It's like part yeah, of the system like, of chip. Yeah. Maybe that will go away at some point too. It's just like, nope, it just works. Like you will never have to think about it. It won't make a difference. Everything is just so fast. Um, right. And that's where we're getting to. I think is is it's not about chasing numbers of like how many gigabytes of this or how many gigahertz of that. It's it's more about like. Does it go fast? <laughs> does it feel like it's slow? Or does it feel like it's fast, right? Uh, it's all about comparison to oneself. And the interesting thing here is like, because they make everything for itself, the numbers don't compare, right? Like, you know, they may have eight gigs of RAM, but it might feel like 32 gigs of RAM on a PC, right? Mm-hmm. Just because everything works together so nicely and everything's on the same chip and blah, blah, blah. If you were trips to the bus or whatever you know yeah which again it just makes it so hard to cross compare between the platforms so you have to come back to the ecosystem like what's the experience that you want when you turn on your computer i don't know macs are far from perfect but for the most part if you had to say it pretty much works like you get your airpods you get your phone your ipad like all this shit just talks to each other it's glorious um in in a way that a pc never will that being said you have to commend tools like Figma. Like it is really wonderful to be on your PC and be like, "Oh, I, I wanted to check on this thing in a Figma file, and it just works." Like mm-hmm. it's a browser-based technology, and it's going to work on any device. And that is more accessible for people who are coming into design from people who don't have thousands of dollars to spend on a Mac. Like that is really cool to see. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most compelling reason for for people to continue investing in Figma is like this is the best ecosystem we can build because it's inclusive of all designers regardless of the type of computer they happen to own. So yeah, I, I could see this this line blurring as we go forward, but that ecosystem lock-in, man, it's very good. Yeah, I, I can't say enough. Like the the magic of having an Apple Watch and an iPhone and AirPods and an iPad, like an Apple TV with a MacBook Pro, like that combination of things, like everything just works nicely. When I 
want to listen to something, it knows if I want to listen to it on my phone or if I want to listen to it on my computer. My headphones just do the right thing. And, you know, and, and my watch is connected to my phone and all that stuff just works together so nicely. It's like it's this perfect walled garden, right? That's what they refer to it as like the walled garden. Can't leave, but it's beautiful in here. You know? <laughs> yeah. Man, the watch thing is cool too. Like it's even getting more and more tightly integrated into the software. So uh, when the watch came out, you could use it to unlock your computer. So turn on your computer, mm-hmm. checks the watches nearby. It's unlocked on your wrist. Cool, yep. it must be you. Your computer's yep. now unlocked. But they've now pulled that specific functionality into tools like 1Password. So now my 1Password, I can just double click the side button on my watch, unlocks 1Password. I don't have to type my master password anymore. Mm. There's some really cool touches like that that just keep evolving. Do you want to talk for a second about Windows? Because I think Windows is this interesting wrench in the whole thing. Like As good as the cross-browser tools are, or cross-platform tools are, browser-based tools, I find Windows is just not getting better at a fast enough rate like windows is continually a frustrating piece of software to use what do you think yeah i mean uh it and it's and it's kind of clear to see the deeper you get into like customizing things it's kind of like a a v-shaped you know duck flying formation there's like these parts of the os that always get the new updates but then there's these ducks on the side the trailing behind that kind of never get updated right so like if when you go into settings, the deeper you click, the older the, <laughs> the UI older it looks. Gets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it, like they just never changed that uh-huh. shit, right? Yeah. And that's a, that's something that uh, doesn't happen on iOS, or at least if it does, it's not more than like one generation behind. And usually, all that stuff is built so that it all gets updated for free when they change the OS level stuff. So, yeah, that's always kind of bothered me. Is like when you when you find these corners where you're like, oh. No one's swept here in a long time, and it's pretty dirty. Like, do they just not care? And it's probably likely that they don't care that much about that stuff. They made it once. It still works. Why fix it? You know, we got other stuff we got to deal with. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But that's that's kind of the the difference that I... It's like the vibe between Mac and PC. It's like in Mac, I feel like it's this beautiful walled garden where every inch has been thought about and considered and designed and and with me in mind and PC, it's like, you know, a really nice lobby. But when you go into kind of like the, the back areas, it's like, Oh yeah, no, you you need to sweep in the corners (laughs) and there's some cockroaches and like, Uh, but that lobby is really nice, I guess, you know, I don't know. That's a really weird metaphor, but I think Windows has started to to look nicer. I dig the Windows 10 UI style. I don't know how you feel about it, but the whole flat color thing I think is really nice. Uh, I don't use it enough to have a super strong opinion. I mostly just pin things to the taskbar and like launch from there. And yeah, right. That's kind of how I use it too. I have like you know all of the the game launchers like Steam and all that stuff like down at the bottom, and I just click on those things. I almost never spend time quote unquote, like on my PC, I'm in a game. My PC is the games I play for the most part, right? And Steam. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. So maybe we're not the most representative Windows <laughs> yeah. users here. But uh, interesting note, my cool thing, I'll go into detail on this a little bit more. But uh, yeah, I plan to use the PC for a little bit more than that coming up, Brian. Well, okay, then let's wrap up this main topic. Do you think that the Apple era will be over? And maybe we sort of bracket that with four designers. No. I don't think it at all. I'm more bullish on the Apple era than ever before. 
like I almost see it going the other way. The new yeah. MacBook Air being a thousand dollars and being really, really fucking good mm-hmm. is starting to chip away at any reason that you would want to go to a PC, which is like, well, the PC is more power for less money. It's like, well, now I can kind of get more power for less money, so I might as well be in the better ecosystem. Especially that that Mac Mini for whatever seven hundred yeah. eight hundred dollars, like that 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 actually looks like the most powerful M1 Mac that's out right now, like. That's crazy. That's a crazy value. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just starting. I don't think the Mac era is ending. I think M1 is like the beginning of a new, a whole new era for Mac. Yeah, except for gaming. I think gaming will forever be dominated by PCs just because you can you can get a, a GPU that's like 45 pounds and barely fits on your desk and that thing is going to run the most insane games you can possibly imagine. So yeah, that's not going away. Until Apple builds their own console that's capable of running x86 games it's not gonna they're not gonna get there ever like yeah because part of the problem with mac gaming is that there's no not no there's very few games actually built for mac like all games work on pc some of them work on mac so yeah i I think until apple actually makes a decision and says okay apple tv is actually now our console and we're building it to be like you know, a, a real gaming thing. And then now we have like an Apple TV Pro that's like the, you know, the hardcore gaming one. Until that happens, I don't think Apple will have any any foot in the gaming arena. It's just kind of a hobby. Mm-hmm. Anywho. All right, let's do cool things before this gets too long. <laughs> yeah, it's already too long. All right, let's go. You can go first. All right. Um. So I got a tweet recommendation from Wayne, who's a designer at Microsoft. Speak of the Dickens. Uh, hey. Wayne works on the Outlook team for iOS, I believe. iOS and Android? I don't know. Um, anyways, Wayne's great. Tweeted at me this YouTube channel called Design Theory, which I feel like it's MK... What is it like? It's like design details, but for industrial design. Oh, okay. Which is cool because I watched the thing and I don't know enough to know if this... Yeah person i mean the i think the person is like an instructor of industrial design so i assume they know their shit but in the same way i could imagine like somebody new to interface design maybe being interested in a design podcast like ours just to absorb the vocabulary like hear how people talk about it and think about it Mm. i felt the same way with this youtube channel so the video that i watched that was cool was the ps5 industrial design analysis cool it's just a different vocabulary. Like it's words that I haven't thought to use or, or string together in a way to describe the way a physical product comes together and the way shapes mean things. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm even struggling to articulate it. So for that reason, it's a cool thing if you're interested in sort of branching out and learning a little more about the industrial design side of things. Oh man. I would recommend it. I, I started with the PS5 video, but there's only a handful of others. This person seems fairly new. It's only a few thousand subs, but mm-hmm. the quality is pretty good and the conversation is fun. I enjoyed absorbing it. So, Hey, man, he's got like 30 videos, something like that. Yeah, 31 videos uh-huh. and already 3,000 subscribers. That's pretty good ratio. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, scrubbing through this video, I actually really want to watch it now, but just scrubbing through and looking at the thumbnails, looks like he's drawing over pictures. Yes. So he's like, yep. yeah, illustrating what he means, like the directionality of the lines and everything. Super cool. Love this. All right. New channel. I'll have to watch this. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Design theory? Yes. Link in the show notes. Cool thing, Brian. Well, my cool thing is uh, we've been doing so much talk about Macs and PCs, and I've been so effusive about my love for Apple and and all things Mac. Um, 
I'm going to talk about a PC for a while. So, Brian, I just built a new PC. Well, I didn't build it myself. I, I picked the parts and people who are <laughs> you, good at building You built PCs it virtually, are, uh-huh. Yeah, they'll build it for me. They'll put all those parts together. But I'm fucking stoked, dude. I've been waiting for a long time to build a PC, and all these things have kind of come together at once. So, one, there's a holiday break coming up, and I'll have a month where I don't have anything to do. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to play some fucking games, dude. Um, uh-huh. And I have kind of an older PC, and I've been wanting to upgrade the, the video card and the processor, but it's like there's always kind of been like, there's new stuff coming out. There's going to be new AMD processors coming out. They're going to blow Intel out of the water. There's going to be new NVIDIA graphics cards coming out. 3000 series is going to blow everything out of the water. Like just, just wait, 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 wait. So I've been waiting. Now they're out. <laughs> so I finally pulled the trigger. I built my dream PC. It is amazing. You want me to, you want me to rattle off some specs for you, Brian? <laughs> uh, say a bunch of letters and numbers. I will go yeah. mm-hmm, 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 as though uh-huh. I understand any of it. Yeah, this is just letter and number soup, but maybe it'll mean something to some people. Uh, look it up. I spared no expense. This is this is definitely not a cheap gaming PC, but it's basically one of the best things you can build today with today's stuff. So, okay. Man, I've been so deep into the rabbit hole. I know so much and there's so much variance and like percentage differences between these things, but I think I got the best of everything. All right, here we go. So I got the new Ryzen 9, the Zen 3 series, Ryzen 5950X processor. Traditionally, AMD has been behind Intel on this stuff, but really stoked about that. So that's my brains. And then my graphics card is the Republic of Gamers, the ROG uh, Strix 3090OC 24 gigabyte, uh-huh. yeah, 3090. <laughs> Uh-huh. Really stoked about that one. That was there's a bunch of different you know uh, Nvidia released the 3090 spec and they have like the Founders Edition, but all these different companies soup up and build different variants based on that original spec. And so you can buy different ones that have RGB or fans or water cooling or all sorts of different shit. But this one is like made to be overclocked, has extra RAM on it. It's like it's the beast and it's made to be used with overclocked CPU, which is why I bought that CPU. The Ryzen. Okay, so those are the two main things. That's my brain and my eyeballs. So I'm putting that on a, a ROG Strix X570E motherboard. I'm putting 32 gigabytes of 3600 DDR4 RAM into it. That's four times eight gigs. RGB on that shit. There's RGB on all of this stuff. RGB means lights, colored lights. It's going to look like puke, but I'll, I'll tune it in and make it make it really nice. Uh, by default, all these lights will be like rainbow cycling, so it's going to be interesting. But I put all of that into a Lian Lee O11 Dynamic XL case, which is a full-size case with the front side is tempered glass and the left side is tempered glass, so, and they meet at this nice corner. So it's basically this open box, floor-to-ceiling, showing off all of the interior of, of the PC and the... And the uh, power supply is kind of hidden behind a wall in the back corner. Super cool. So I got a 360 millimeter radiator water cooler for my CPU. Um, That's got like three fans. I think I'll have like nine fans in this case. But yeah, RGB everything. Oh, I even got a, um, I didn't write this down, but I got M.2 NVMe one terabyte Seagate SSD. I don't know if you know about M.2, that port compared to like a normal (laughs) 2.5 inch SSD. It's all flash memory, but I guess this is faster. Anyways, I'm so deep down the rabbit hole, Brian. Uh-huh. Lots of letters and numbers. Are you impressed yet? <laughs> Do you see how big my numbers are? Okay, so here's the thing. Because the PC world is so 
fragmented. Every company is incentivized to make their things sound the coolest. So bigger numbers, X's and all this shit. Like uh-huh. the Ryzen 9 Zen 3 5950X. This mm-hmm. is the same shit as like LG TVs and monitors. It's like just number letter soup. And mm-hmm. I really appreciate about Apple that they're just like, nope, this is the A13. This is the M1. This is the T2. Yeah, we still give them shit about their naming conventions, but they're still way better than basically everybody else. Buy a camera, buy a monitor. It's it's letter number salad. Yeah, it's a mess. So you say all these things. Sounds pretty cool. There's some X's and Z's in there, and everyone knows the X and Z are the coolest letters of the those, alphabet. Yeah, those are the so fastest letters. For sure. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, so I did so much research. I watched so many mind-numbing YouTube reviews, just like talking about numbers and comparing cards and all this stuff. But learn from all of my research. I'll, I'll put the specs in the show notes. Feel free to duplicate my setup. I think it'll be a pretty good one for years to come. Alrighty, let's get out of here. This has been episode seven hundred and <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> this has been episode seven hundred and thirty-four of the Design Details podcast. Like We've just completed a five-year time travel into the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Uh, this has been episode three hundred seventy-four. We hope you enjoyed listening. Let us know what you thought. We're on Twitter at Design Details FM. If you enjoyed it, that's great. We would love to hear from you. If you enjoyed it and you're not supporting us, you heard half the episode. If you want to hear the other half about our conversation around Figma, Auto Layout B3, and the evolution of the Figma tooling for design systems, you should consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash design details. For just a dollar a month, you get access to a supporter-only segment of the show called The Sidebar in today's episode and all episodes going forward and the backlog. So lots to get there for just a dollar. Thank you again to everyone who supported us this week. Otherwise, uh, let's get out of here and we'll catch you next week. Um, Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. (laughs) Nailed it. That 4K 144 hertz gaming, Brian. I, I mean, as long as you play games on it that demand this, if you if you get this and you're like, oh, I'm going to play me some Stardew Valley, I'm going to slap you. But mm-hmm. Minesweeper. <laughs> Minecraft, yeah. Oh, Minesweeper, I was going to say. I mean, either mine. Anyways. Do Minecraft like with ambient occlusion and ray tracing and everything. Like <laughs> Minecraft can re- be really demanding and beautiful if, if you set it up right. Amazing, amazing. All right. Well, I can't wait to see it in person. Tell me when it's built and I want to come watch it. Oh, you'll see the lights from your house. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) A a red, green, and blue beam of light will just stream up out of your house. All Uh of San Francisco will be like, my God, that man has a PC. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.